Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. And that should be as fine now. <laughs> <laughs> Prick, okay. <laughs> Minute Tim's episode 309. I'm your host Jamie, and I'm joined by a pair of cackling idiots, Martin Melly. Yes. And Stephen. And we go, like professionals, we, we slide in easily, dry or greasily, and we're off. The podcast is going despite that hey, unprofessional start. Third take, but you know, professionalism. Look, if you would like to win some quality Celtic merchandise, signed shirts, signed posters, all that sort of stuff, footballprizes.co.uk. They are sponsoring us. Um, we have a code, TIMS, that gets you 10% off. So, Every single week, check out our Twitter, check out the show notes below, footballprizes.co.uk. We just want to give a shout out to our friends there before we begin. So, before now that we have begun, Martin Melly, how was your trip up to Dingwall? It was good. Good day out. Celtic played pretty well. Minor gripe. It's no minor gripe, actually. Mm. It's quite a major gripe. Did not feel safe going into the game again. And it's the police again. The policing going into these games, it's, it's getting ridiculous mm. these days. We were in... Bus ran a wee bit late, but we still were there on plenty of time that we should have been able to get into the game on time. We didn't miss the first minute or two, and it's just due to queuing. I don't know why they insist on people having to queue up and kettle everybody in that you feel unsafe. There was a point where we were all getting through a line of police, then going to another line of police, and in between that was two police horses and nowhere for people to go. They had to walk around them, yeah, and it was it was pretty. Bad, to be honest, so something has to be done before something bad happens. The, the police is always a shamble, Stephen. But we, we found this week, no, it was just with the police and the early experience going to the game. But this uh, utterly uh, ridiculous media blackout for the champions playing a playing a a pretty important tie on the same time Rangers are playing these games are always important. You, you couldn't even watch the game anywhere. No, and it's the horses I feel sorry for in that scenario yeah. as well, just before we yeah. move entirely on from that. Moan the horses when it comes to those <laughs> scenarios. But yeah, the, the media blackout or the, the TV Mind blackout. Mind we eating horses for a while. <laughs> That's right. Remember, remember the horse meat scandal? <laughs> what a blast from the past that is. Yeah, I went in a beef eater and like, the whole menu was like crossed out. The girl was like, ah, it was a bit horsey. Yeah. <laughs> for legal reasons, other other, other uh, distributors may have been involved as well yes. as that, that mainstream uh, supermarket just <laughs> mentioned there. Don't sue us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't crush us with a single blow, <laughs> our tiny independent podcast. Uh, the, yeah, the TV blackout, that based on this archaic rule from the, what was it, the 60s or something like this probably came in. No, would... did you see the thread? Did you no, see... no, no. So uh, Grant Russell, formerly of STV, now with a family called Motherwell, uh, right. put up a, I think he's with Motherwell, put up a thread 
basically outlining that. So Sky pay for forty odd games, right, to screen the forty odd games, but only in Scotland and England do we have the three pm blackout. The rest of the the Europe they don't yeah, have yeah, this yeah. thing. But more importantly, what happens in Scotland, which doesn't happen in England, is not only does Sky pay to show 43 games, they show they pay not to show the other ones. So there's no secondary market for whatever games that you want. So that's how recently the odd occasional game will show up on Amazon, for example. Right. Because Sky or BT or whoever are showing the Premier League match and there's a couple of games they can just bid on. So say, I don't know, Fulham v West Ham wasn't televised this weekend. They could just approach the rights holder, I think, maybe the English Premier League and say, all right, we're Amazon, we quite fancy showing that game on that week, how much will it cost? And then they put it on their thing. But in Scotland, for some reason, we've just decided not to do this. Right. Right. So it's our own choice. And I, I, that just got me thinking like, the goose is cooked on that one though, isn't it? Because so many people, like we did this weekend, you go to IPTV or you go to uh, any of these sort of illegal streaming sites, they're so prevalent now that... Not as though, not, not as though. Again, that's my second disclaimer of yeah. this podcast so far. <laughs> I heard I heard people that listened to it on Radio Scotland. I had to listen to the second half of Radio Scotland. Bigger like, boys did it, I think. Uh, yeah. But they, they, there's no point setting up a secondary service because we're all using, or we're all familiar with these things now that you're not going to come along and bother setting up. It's multifaceted, this thing. I, I know everyone complains about the Sky deal that we've got. Mm. And yeah, yeah, that could certainly be better. But more broadly... More kind of branches to this discussion are, yeah, yeah. More games should be on. Sky should be showing their full allocation. If they're going to buy the rights or they're going to own the rights to to show these games, I'd prefer if they showed more of them because that would be handy for us Scottish football fans. But right, it, it kind of feeds into a conversation that's worth having as well about the teams in this league that, and my, I'm, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to sugarcoat it here. Hold us back when it comes mm. to promoting the the football here. Um. Guilty of it myself, I'm guilty of possibly enabling these teams because I've kind of got into the habit of discussing, you know, oh, you know, it's up to Celtic. It's, just, it's Celtic's challenge to break these teams down and, you know, you, you can't expect teams to open up and play against us. But I'm just like, every so often I'm just reminded elsewhere of why that's just total bollocks that yeah. I'm talking Ooh. there, right? It's just, it's total nonsense, <laughs> like, right? And you calm down. This could be the commencement of a rant here. <laughs> every so often, you, you do see things happening in other countries, and I appreciate that there is a massive gulf between teams like Ross County and Celtic, mm. right? But you're not convincing me there's, there's a bigger gap or a significantly bigger gap between Ross County and Celtic than there is between, say, Fulham and Liverpool. Liverpool, who were in the Champions League final three months ago or mm. something like that, and Fulham, who are a yo -yo, a, you know, famously a yo-yo club, recently promoted, tipped to go down, and they went out and tried to beat them. They went ahead twice against the yeah. uh, the European or the Champions League finalists. Fulham with two centre-halves on their books right now, yeah. and <laughs> yeah. turmoil behind the scenes transfers. Now. Yeah, and they, they, they tried to beat them. And we, we turn up to these games and it's just Ross County defending. And again... I, well, it was Aberdeen last week. I, yep. I said the same thing you at Aberdeen last week. said the same thing in fairness, yeah. And we, we expect a certain level of physicality, of mm. you know, stuffiness from these teams. Just, I'm kind of tired of... like Because they don't win anyway. Yeah, they I'm, don't win doing that anyway. I'm tired of enabling these things. There was Brighton at Man, uh, at Man United at the weekend as well. And yes, you could make the, the case that Man United are rubbish these days, but there's still an enormous financial... Your resource gulf between those two teams 
And they just went out and beat them. They just went out and beat them. The reason that Brighton are now a better team than Manchester United is nothing to do with money and all that on the pitch. Is that they're they're coached well. They yeah. they have they're, they've got clever coaching and they play much better football than the team that has spent one point three billion pounds on their team or something like that. So I'm kind of tired of us just sitting there expecting this from these teams like Livingston and Ross County, just going out and halfing players and all that kind of thing. And it feeds into the the television thing because we are constantly on at Sky about not taking an interest in mm. Scottish football but playing dick advocate as we like to do here mm. see if we go cap in hand to Sky and say right we want more f more lots more money for this crap we're serving up <laughs> on, on yeah. a weekend we have empty stadiums and teams that are, are absolutely no interest in playing mm. football against us whatsoever what what would you say? I saw, I saw some of the highlights of the Hearts Hibs game mm. Melly. now we don't want to start this podcast off in a moan but <laughs> We're, Too we're, late. We're balls <laughs> deep in it now. Um, I saw some of the Hearts Hibs game, and that was awful, man. The, the, the Motherwell St Johnson game, the defending for Stevie May's goal was amateur. However, some of the stuff that's been served up, as Stephen said, out with Celtic, I must say, out with Celtic, is wildly embarrassing. Yeah, well, this could be a podcast in itself. I'm always told, like, oh, Scottish football, all these people come from all over abroad to do their coaching badges in Scotland which would seem to me it must be good. Mm. But why Why is there no young Scottish managers about getting any of these jobs? I don't see it happening. And if you do get a job like that, did you ever get into football to do what David Martindale does? Yeah, I know. A player or manager, that, mm. I know that you have to go out there and win games and all that, but are you telling me people wouldn't come and watch your team if you tried to do it? John Hughes tried it at Inverness. Ended up winning trophies there. Yeah. Inverness were winning trophies and playing football. But on the blackout, where you're saying maybe the goose is cooked, I'm not sure on that because IPTV or whatever you watch, not mm. me, uh, that's fine. But if it's Celtic game, I can watch a game on a stream, but I can't watch a Celtic game on a stream. I would much rather watch it if it was the ability was there for me to pay for it on a one-off mm. basis, I'd go and do it. So I'm more guaranteed that because that watching the past to paradise or whatever, and there's a chance someday in our group chat's got the game ahead of you and all that. It was murder. So if we could get something set up, I think that would be good. But on the the blackouts, one thing as well. But we're also kind of at a point in Scottish football where it should be getting better. And I mean that by we've got a team going directly into the Champions League. If you've seen the coefficient come out last season, I think Scotland are up to eight or ninth in the coefficient, mm. well above teams that you think that's that's a good good going. And all the teams above them, you could probably say, probably not going to take over them. Mm. Maybe one one up and down, but you're looking at that and going right. That's good. We've got teams in Europe. We've got Hearts guaranteed to go into Europe. And then you look at it a wee bit further down. Motherwell are getting put out by them. <laughs> Dundee United had a good result and have mm. a chance of going through against Altmar doing well. But also, Celtic have sold out season tickets for how many years in a row now? Rangers, I think, have sold out season mm. tickets. And we're getting to a point where all the smaller teams in the league are cutting allocations. Now, Ross County gave Celtic an allocation and at the game I couldn't see many, many, too many pockets of space, which I think fair enough. But Kilmarnock next week, Celtic have got a, a limited amount of tickets given to us again. And I'm like, we're at a point where people are desperate to go to games. Mm. Celtic have played three games at Celtic Park this season, all sold out, two of them being friendlies. Yeah. We've got a game against Hearts that went on sale last week. And I'm sure if it wasn't within the hour, it was a matter of hours that that game sold out. 
people are desperate to go and watch Celtic Mel, and what you're Rangers saying, play. Is what you're saying is open the gates, let us see our mates. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that, that is, is what I was building up to. <laughs> it's just getting to a point where you're going like that. Right, okay, I get the advantage and all that. But if, like Stephen said, your team is just going to sit in and do nothing, what advantage is that to your fans? Your fans can't get behind a team that's just yeah. going to sit there. So let people go and watch football. People were desperate for tickets for Ross County. They'll be desperate for tickets to for Kilmarnock next week. But you'll sit and watch empty seats. Why are we not bigging up the game? Why are we not getting mm. people in who want to I'll play t- football? I'll tell you why. A couple of, well, Melly, your demands are quite clear. One, let us go and watch the games. Yeah. And two, when we do watch the games, go to try and play some football. But the I'd, reason- I'd even be happy with just let us go and watch the football because I understand people's jobs are at line, on the line and all mm-hmm. that. I don't agree with it because... Go- well, only one team can get relegated. So if they all agree to actually play some football, then the one team's going to go down anyway. My, my point is always, if you look at the two results, right? if you look at the way Aberdeen played and you look at the way Ross County played, I've got a bit more sympathy for Ross County, right? given that they're minuscule budget. right? But Aberdeen have obviously got desires on being third that's who they want to be they lost the game anyway yeah. you might as well go and play Ross County you lost the game anyway you might as well go and play how many times have you got a positive result by by digging in very very rarely and it's and it's a, and it's a tough watch well against Aberdeen I was at the game uh, with Melly as well and there was a point I think it was about 20 minutes in maybe even less than that Celtic are already 1-0 up Well, should obviously get that third minute goal or whatever it was about 20 minutes in there was a point where it was a goal kick to Aberdeen and you know what it's like at Celtic Park, the quickest ball boys in, yeah, the, yeah. in the world, right? So the ball comes straight back on, keeper goes over, kicks the ball back to the ball boy so he can go and get the ball that's <laughs> yes, 20 yards away. So he's time wasting it 1-0 down after 20 minutes. I didn't see any other game, but I'm led to believe that they were issuing warnings for time wasting for Kilmarnock against Rangers mm. as well. And this is this is what we're, we're up against. Again, I, I, I want to be kind of clear about this because I don't want to seem like it's sour grapes. Like we're, we're not just gubbing these teams 6 and 7 nil and all that because I, I don't want to be coming across that I'm sitting here saying, oh, going to open up against us, going to try and play 4-3-3 no, no. so we can absolutely gub you. There's more at stake than that. As, as I've already said, we, we've... We're all trying to get better foot, uh, better TV deals rather for for the game here, and yet this is the kind of dodge we're being subjected to. So it's not just about oh, going to let Celtic absolutely run over the top of you here and not mm. just camp in because, as you've said repeatedly now this season, I mean we're two games in, and you've said a number of times now you don't get any points from it anyway. No, you <laughs> don't. It, see, do you know what? I I would even wager that. See to to go and actually try and beat Celtic or Rangers. I reckon that would be a bigger shock than just trying to sit in because do you not think Celtic have seen this yeah, over, the, over so many they years they kind of keep up but we're obviously we will talk to the game but look where we've ended up <laughs> yeah. but did you see um, I'm sure he's going to come up lots this season Twitter um, busybody well, there's not much of a busybody but journalist Ewan Murray yeah. a misanthrope on Twitter <laughs> <laughs> he, he came out with the most bizarre opinion I've ever heard the tweet was something along the lines of um how can you celebrate beating these teams when your budgets are so much bigger? And you think to yourself, that is someone who just doesn't understand football. Yeah. You or go sport. In, or sport. It's baked into sport. that It's baked into almost all top level sport, whether it's Formula One, basketball, Scottish football, cricket. Rugby. There's always better teams playing smaller teams, right? So you'd be, it goes beyond Scottish football. He'd be saying to these people, 
Why? Why are you? Why are you watching? Fer- why do you support Ferrari in F one? Or why? It's, why it's are you a, having fun? Aye, why are you having? It's you doesn't need explaining you and it's the it's the moments in between that count. Yeah. It's being at the game. It's the ninety minutes as of watching it live. Celebration, by its very definition, is is about how it makes you feel in the Aye. moment. It's nothing to do with the context of it. Oh, hold and on, I check the this. balance sheets. Hold on, I check the the various resources mm. at hand. Print off a big receipt and all that before I can, I'm allowed to celebrate like a a late winner. I mean, Celtic left it late to get a really a deserved mm. result. Are we are we under the impression that we're not allowed to celebrate that? Bizarre, absurd. Ab- absolutely bizarre. Of course, he doesn't mean it. He can't mean it. He can't possibly mean it because no. he's the head football guy for the jun- the the Guardian. It's a big job. Paid lots of money. He presumably <laughs> understands how how sport and the sport works. But again, look, that's us covered a lot. We didn't. Even, I don't know how we ended up on that topic, but we ended up having a wee moan at the beginning of the podcast. And when we're on the subject of journalists, and this can bring us into the. Um, the Ross County game I saw that Michael Stewart is continuing his personal beef with Carol Starfelt for reasons I can only assume is because Carol Starfelt kind of looks like a better looking Mikey Stewart <laughs> like if if you describe Carol Starfelt down the phone to someone who couldn't really draw you would end up with a picture of Mikey Stewart I think it was like Michael Stewart was like a kind of early prototype that, that went a bit wrong <laughs> ah, of yeah. Carl Starfield. Yeah, yeah, like one of the Robocop prototypes <laughs> that, that didn't quite work out. <laughs> right? Um, so Carl Jens, start, oh, so Carl Jens, I've done it as well. Moritz Jens. Like a cool name, right? Enough. That's ah, a good yeah, name for a defender, yeah. Uh, Moritz Jens mainly started in Starfield's place. How did you think the big man got? Uh, it was in for Welsh this week, but yes, well, but it was, yeah, it's well, it's really Starfield's place, but I know what you mean. Yeah, it's quite unfortunate for Welsh because Ange was spent most of the weekend. Some of the press are saying how well he's done, and mm. I think I don't know what what happened to him, but I'm, I'm presuming it was illness or a wee injury there because there was no reason for him to drop out. But this is the this is the thing again with Celtic. We're in this point where we're in August, and we've got replacements in early, and mm. we've got these guys in, and he came in. And there's no panic in there. Stephen Welsh goes out. Starfield's not quite up to speed. We've got this other guy in there. This is exactly what we want. And he came in, he scored. I thought he played well throughout the game. He looks decent on the ball. He plays on the left-hand side as well. He seems as if he'll slot in there nicely. Still, he's in his first start, so it's going to take him a wee bit to be up to match speed. But Ross County are an effective team again. I'm not going to say they're good. Effective, they have... A back four of all big guys, the usual we see, and they're quite decent. Do you at think what you're bullied for the goal, the Ross County goal? Well, that's what I was going to come on. To. We can go on about his goal, but if if that game had been a bit more costly, look, Celtic letting the goal for the corner, and it can again be seen. Are we letting a goal from the corner? But from this simple one, it was a ball in, and Jens is out jumped, out muscled by his man and scores. So if he defends that better. That Celtic don't concede that. Has to do a bit better there, but more than makes up for it with his goal and his all-round play. That was my only blemish on his performance. I think I think he done well on the ball. I think he made some runs that you'd think, oh, do you know what? He's going to try and push out, try to make things happen from there, and he's just not going to give pass the ball away mm. lightly. So I'm pleased with him early days, but getting the goal was brilliant because it just. It, Gets you going up and we will remember the last guy that scored in his debut at Ross County, how well that went. Stephen, who was the last guy that scored in his debut at Ross N- County? No idea. Uh, uh, yeah. who, who was that? Shane Duffy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it was. There, of, of there I love what Melly springs these things on us. <laughs> we all know. Was, hot, it, was the quote there? Quiz hot shot. <laughs> who was the last uh, guy to score the debut? Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. If you haven't heard already, it is smooth sack summer. When you're playing in the summer sun, make sure you're scaped from pubes to bum. This is this is the oh. ad copy we are given. That's right. This is the summer to keep your balls cool while still looking hot with Manscaped. The leader in below the belt grooming is making sure we have a ball this summer by giving our pants partners everything they need to stay fresh. Dive headfirst into smooth sack summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with our code TIMS. The Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 has everything you need to prepare that summer bod. Inside this package, you'll find the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to keep all your goodies in. Stephen, it's 2022. You cannot at any time be hitting the beach like that caveman. Unacceptable. So come get a ball sack trimmer from your podcast mates. A ball sack trimmer for your scrotum shaved and shorn. <laughs> right. That's manscaped.com forward slash Tim's for 20% off. And thank you to Manscaped for sponsoring this podcast. The, one of the key differences, that, or one of the, the key attributes that Maritz has meant to bring to the, 
the, the Celtic side is that sort of the passing, the coming out with the ball. Were you impressed with what you saw? Uh, yeah, I think it was it was decent. I think um, caught unaware was probably the best way to describe the the corner. Mm. We need to do better than that. It was the it was almost like he. You know that thing that they, they kind of teach you from like the 80s and 90s where it's the best thing to do at a corner is jump off the other guy's foot. Like yes. kind of jump up, stand on their toes and jump off that because it means they can't jump. It was basically what that, that kind of happened to, mm. to Jens. He got a tiny wee shove across him. It was never a foul. I don't mean to imply that I'm, I'm screaming for a foul here. It was just, you know, a bit of a bit of kind of clever uh, play for the corner, just kind of stole a match on him, prevented him from jumping. So he'll need to do better in that regard. The guy is huge, that guy ahead of him, isn't he? Not the first time he scored against Celtic as well. He, he did get one in that season, <laughs> Jakovic. Um, so I, apart from that, performance was, uh, was absolutely fine. He does look for through passes, uh, overhit one or two, um, certainly in the second half. But it was, again, a reminder, reminded me of something you'd said a couple of weeks ago, Jamie, about how... Like we weren't really sure on him, and I think that's a that's a valid point or, or a valid stance to take on him because he didn't really show up particularly well on past performances. Didn't really stand out for Lorient, mm. his previous team, or anything like that. So it's it's kind of something they've had in the fire for a while, Celtic. But I remember you'd saying, "Is it going to be any better than Julian?" And based on his performance in that game, very early to judge, he could. Could be exactly the same as Julian, yeah. and do you know what? That's not necessarily a bad thing because if we replace Julian, who I think we would all agree is was a really good defender mm. at his peak for yeah. Celtic, uh, certainly in that that one season before it went horribly wrong for him injury wise. If you can replace that with basically an almost like for like player, the odometer back on, yeah, on Julian yeah, a wee bit. Exactly, you've wiped six years off him, probably mm. a, a fair whack of wages. He's a kind of you know try it out and see loan yeah. as well. If he if he brings to Celtic exactly what Julian did, then that do you think makes absolute sense. Do you sense. think uh, Starfelt's place is up for grabs? Do you think Starfelt will be looking at this guy's performances, looking at how he's doing, going, mm, maybe I'm not, well, I'm not in there every week? right about me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. I still think Starfelt's a really good player. And look, time will tell on Jens if he is going to be a better player. But see, even if he's not better than Starfelt, isn't this kind of what he's been brought in for? To come in in games like this, do a job mm. and... If he needs to be stay in, if not, he can be taken out and replaced by the better player. Because Stephen Welsh should have kept his place. Jens comes in, does a job. Starfelt quite isn't there fitness wise, but if Starfelt's ready to play and Jens doesn't have a good game in the next game or two, he can come in. So this is this is it's another thing again. Like Jens comes at Stephen Welsh probably went out last week thinking I'll need to play well here. Played mm. very well, I thought, got a goal. Jens comes in, thinks, I've got a chance here. Didn't think I was going to get it this early. Comes in, does very well and gets a goal. This is what this does. Mm. Like, again, Abada gets the goal after not starting the last two games, comes on and has something to prove because when they look back to the start of the last season, you played and if you didn't play like that, you mustn't be very good because if there's nobody on the bench anyway to make changes, we didn't have those options. Now we've got good options going forward and at the back. Stephen, a player who did have a good game and a guy that we discussed on the live match build-up, which is something we do on Patreon for every away game. We go live and we bring the build-up up to kick-off. Patreon.com slash 20 minute times. You know the script with that already. Anyway, check it out. Um, was Jota. I, <laughs> I, I remember talking and I said, he's so good at the moment. He just looks so comfortable, so confident. He's... He's, um, he's he's menacing. He's absolutely menacing on the pitch. I said, he's, to me, I know it's very early in the season, but he's looking like one of these players where he's either going to give you a goal or he's going to give you an assist. And when I say assist, Stephen, I mean, he's going to lay it on a plate for somebody. 
every single game. Thank you, a seven-month injury in the next yes. couple of games. Don't say that. I know. Look, <laughs> <laughs> uh, aye, he's been absolutely brilliant. I'm worried now that uh, having to create content surrounding him every week, he's mm. just going to do this every week and leave us basically repeating ourselves, yeah. which which can only be a good thing, but it leaves us in a, a difficult spot to, to, <laughs> to bring new things to say about him. He's absolutely sensational just mm. now. Uh, the best player in Scotland by a country. There was a hilarious... What was it? Did Chris Boy say Morelos is better yep. than him? <laughs> Did he? Yeah. I mean, that man has talked some amount of crap. Uh, Did uh, he genuinely say he thought yes. Morelos was better than... I can't remember who said that Jota is the best player in Scotland at the moment, but Chris Boyd disagreed with him and oh, said it's Morelos. The guy who's played about 14 minutes or something like that and is about five stone overrated. Uh, Jesus. Jota, I, the, the assist thing, we, we joked, or I joked last week about how you know Turnbull technically get the assist for Jota, even though he just basically, he happened to have the yeah. ball seconds before Jota did something absolutely special and ripped the ball into the top corner from about 25 yards. But when you look at Jota, assists is kind of a, nonsense stat sometimes because that can happen you can give a guy the ball in his own half and he could basically dribble the, the length of that half and stick it in the top corner or you could do the opposite you could basically beat every man on the right hand side swing over across the guys on the line and he knocks it over yeah right, so the assist can be a load of nonsense but the when you look at that game Jota literally created three goals yep. out of absolutely no, nothing so th those are proper assists if you want to sort of differentiate between the two the guy's just brilliant to watch yeah, yeah. it's so good we were speaking about him last week but he is one of those guys you turn up and go looking forward to seeing him play mm. because he does have that wee bit of magic but he's also got the end product as well and I was desperate for Celtic to sign my thought look trying to replace Jota was nigh on impossible for Celtic because he's so good now that he's making me think, are Abada and Maida actually good players? Because this guy <laughs> is just unbelievable. Because we're never going to, unless by some miracle we get somebody over on the other side as good as him, you'd be like, Celtic would be invincible pretty much then if they had mm. two guys in that, especially in Scotland anyway. So just enjoy this guy. And there's a few players, Jota and Matt O'Reilly this season, who I'm just going to go, I'm going to enjoy every time I get to watch these guys play because it's going to get to the point very soon where they're going to look far too good for this league yeah. and the bums that Stephen spoke about in this league, they're <laughs> going to look too good. And that is because Celtic play a system that works for them, but also because they're very good footballers. So enjoy them while you can because it might we might not have them for long, but brilliant to watch, absolutely brilliant to watch. O'Reilly and Jota, I thought were brilliant and maybe a man will come on to again. Greg Taylor was brilliant for me as well. What you've just said there about Maida and Abada, Jota's making life very, very difficult for everybody yeah. with this form because you think we're the end of this season and the end of last season as well with Jota on the right and Maida on the left and various variations of those. Abada came in on occasion as well. Forrest, who hasn't played at all this season, came in a wee bit at the end of last season. So I came into this season thinking, right, well, may as well stick with that. Jota on the right and Maida on the left, but he's so effective on the left. All he, three goals were from the left, don't exactly, they? Exactly, so you can't leave him out of the no. left now. So Abada has to come in. But then how do you leave out Maida? Because he's so important to the way they play. And I know that Celtic will have a certain amount of possession, a, a high percentage of possession in every game. But a lot of that's down to Maida. A lot of that's down to being able to press yeah. so high up and being able to win the ball back yeah. so quickly. So it, it, there's all these various permutations going on with these players that, that you can't fit them all into the team. And I suppose what I'm saying is we've got loads of good players. Yeah. Guys. This, is, <laughs> this is very difficult. But Jota, the form of Jota is making life difficult for whoever picks that team on a, week, Speak, a weekly basis. Speaking of form, Greg Taylor, we see you and we love you. Okay, mm. I just want you to know that. We see you. 
and we love you. You're appreciated. He is thriving, isn't he? Brilliant again. Absolutely oh, yeah. brilliant again. And I wanted to, to note his contribution to, yes, the, the Jota created the goal, but only because of the work of Greg Taylor. Mm. Again, forcing an error high up the pitch, winning the ball back. And he played the ball into Jota for him to take the touch and, and cross it. Um, for uh, That was the third, goal. The, the third goal. The third goal as well. It was uh, Greg Taylor that won, mm. won oh, the yeah. ball really high up. Uh, it, in fact, the first goal was when Greg Taylor tackle. won it and somebody swung into a wild tackle. Again. Don Robertson again. Yeah. Just Google Don Robertson and almost every news story, sorry to talk about you, but it's Google Don Robertson referee, because there might be like a country singer called Don Robertson. <laughs> Google, right, you Google Don Robertson referee, right? Every single news story is a manager going, can't believe you let that tackle go, can't believe uh, you let that tackle go, that should have been a red card tackle. Yeah, I, I, Don Robertson country singer, please someone Photoshop that <laughs> if you could. I don't know if it's real, but I mean, it might be real. But, uh, yeah, uh, Greg Taylor, and the, it's, it's very, very similar to what I've just said about Maida as well. It's like Celtic do win the ball very very high up the pitch and they're able to recover the ball and look, turn, the, turn the ball over really quickly and get another attack on the go but these things aren't a fluke it's down to the work of guys like that like Greg Taylor if, again it's, I don't want to go down the route of calling him underappreciated which I think he is but I think I've made that point mm. fairly fairly yeah. recently but I think we just need to get it out of our heads that the that a, a Celtic left back or, or right back or anything a Celtic full back at the moment is going to like or going to look like anything compared to Kieran Tierney or Jeremy Frimpong or anything like that. They don't, play, that they don't play like that mm -hmm. and what Greg Taylor does is absolutely invaluable to this team yeah. with all the things I've just described Melly described them last week is receiving the ball really well and turning and, and giving it out and just forming wee triangles on that left hand side there was a point where O'Reilly was over on that side as well forming wee triangles with Taylor and Jota and what what a, what a side. Someone what, said to us, and it might not be true because it was on the internet, but they said that he started his career as a, as a midfielder. Right I, right. I don't know if that's true. Also, Don Robertson, didn't know this beforehand, <laughs> was an American songwriter <laughs> and pianist, mostly in the country and popular no music. Way. Yeah. He was inducted into the Nashville Songwriters Hall of Fame in 1972 and had a US top 10 hit with The Happy Whistler. Of which, course, yeah, of which course, is, yeah. and I'm not making that up. It's entirely, <laughs> it's entirely true. What are the chances, man? Happy whistle, referee themed country song. Absolutely incredible. That was live, live banter. Yeah, live, yeah. live tweeting. Have <laughs> I better pick up a Greg Taylor? Yeah, right? certainly on, mate. After being rocked by that <laughs> revelation, uh, it's been brilliant. And again, it's another guy who's upped his own game as well. And he had to. He had to. Quite simply, there was talk there maybe always last season Celtic need a left back come this summer from 2022 onwards when he came back from that so, so shoulder injury mm. he, he's been brilliant and he's shown it this season as well there's two games you know, that people are really turning their attention to him and going he, he's on, they're on merit every week and again he's got a guy right behind him that is going to want to play let me but ask like, you a difficult question though let me ask you a difficult question right knowing everything you know about how Andrew wants to play how Greg Taylor's performing right now, knowing everything you know about Kieran Tierney and how he plays and where his strengths lie and his injury record, who would you rather have at left back for Celtic? Kieran Tierney today, knowing everything you know about him, I don't mean the injured Kieran Tierney who currently can't play, or Greg Taylor today. Kieran Tierney. Why? I just think he's a better player. You think he can come inside to play that way? Or do you not think he's all blood and guts and snorters and kicking it and running it and getting crosses in? <laughs> no, Kieran Tierney's a great player. He's the best Celtic 
player that's came through the youth I've seen in my lifetime. It's a different style. This is the this is the point I'm making. There's differences here, Stephen. Well, of course there is. But Kieran Tierney is good enough to be playing in an Arsenal team every mm. week. He's played injuries keep him out. He's a great player. I think he could slot in there. Plus, he plays in centre half for Scotland. He does play left centre half for Scotland. Runs up and down the mm. inside. Andy Robertson. So I think he'd do it. No bother. It, it wasn't it wasn't so much inverted fullbacks as we know it today. But I remember Kieran Tierney being able to play. A, a strange role. There was a few games um, when Brendan Rodgers was here where Kieran Tierney would go on the outside and then if he didn't receive the ball, he would drop inside to form like a, a kind of another number 10 mm. while, while Celtic have got the ball and then as soon as Celtic lost the ball, he would, yeah. he would fall back into his position. So I do think he'd be able to he'd be able to do this. Absolutely no bother. He's that good a player. I don't, I don't know if there's much in it. Is that might be a bullshit opinion, but I just think <laughs> Greg right. Taylor's on absolute fire just now. And I see Greg Taylor and the way Greg Taylor's playing, and, I'm, and I think to myself, I'm like, I don't know if KT could do this because it's taken Greg Taylor this long to get up to speed. Okay, fine. Look, you two are right. Outvoted. <laughs> That's why we have three people on this podcast. Uh, here's another selection. It's a Timocracy. Yeah, there mm. we go. Very good. Here's a. Uh, um, here's another selection problem for you, Melly. Last week on the podcast, you were sort of swithering between um, Hatate or, or David Turnbull. Um, Hatati started last week David Turnbull started this week Yeah Hatati came in uh, Was injured sorry So mm. Turnbull comes in And that Not that big a deal is it It's good having Loads of good players Like Stephen <laughs> said And I don't think it was His greatest game I don't think he was terrible either But I think He's He's just more Consistent for me And he's just Less erratic than Hatati is He'll have much better games Than that But that's his first Proper start yeah. of the season mm. As well But He's to have good players and then other good players to bring on. Hatati's more of a maverick, isn't he, Stephen? Whereas David Turnbull's a bit more methodical. Yeah, I think you can. I think you can afford to carry a guy like Hatati because of that. I think mm. if you've got a guy who's constantly trying to make things happen, it's okay for Celtic to, you know, to operate like that. And, you know, within reason. If you're giving the ball away every single time you get it, then that's that's a problem. But if you are giving the ball away on occasion because you're trying to create things, because you're trying to open up a defence, I think that's fine for a team like Celtic because of all the stuff we've already been talking about, because of Dyson Maida, because of Greg mm. Taylor, because of these guys who bust their asses to win the ball back. I think that's, that's okay. They're, they're very they're very different players. I don't think Turnbull... He's always had things falling him around about his stamina, about his speed and all that. That's Those things are never likely to get better. He's never going to get... Uh, he's up. not an Ange player the same as Greg Taylor was an Ange <laughs> yeah, player. Yeah, exactly. But I think that David Turnbull's an absolutely brilliant player. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't particularly great against Ross County, but it's, it's difficult to play against this mob. Unless you're an absolute like, generational talent like Jota, you're not always going to stand out against a team mm. like Ross County who are absolute vloggers, to, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. They're big boys and um, you're looking at this Celtic team now and look, it's early days Ange came out and a couple of times last week said he doesn't have a first 11 yeah. but there's a couple of players Carter Vickers McGregor Jota now but I think it's now O'Reilly McGregor and any one yeah. of the other three because O'Reilly's looking exceptional in there McGregor's always going to play as well so you've got Hattati and Turnbull vying for that place and then look Celtic played well on the day. He stuck to the plan, like Ange said. We went in an equaliser. Joe he was Hart. calm about that, wasn't he? Because he was interviewed even on Celtic TV and in-house media and also on BBC and all that. They sort of said, oh, it was a bit nervy. And again, he was like a trope that carried on for last week. I don't know if they're just trying to generate a wee story about the game, but Ange was like, well, we did concede a goal, but it wasn't nervy. We stuck to the game plan. We scored the second and we even chased a third. Yeah, I, felt, got the third I felt that as well. Look, the goal came from a set piece and the only other chance they had was that free kick with Joe Hart. 
somehow managed to save that down to his left and absolute peachy I save and then doesn't dive that way though remember I, that, that's what why I mentioned save it. that was why yeah. I mentioned it but that's when you look to it and go right Celtic kept playing their game but they also made changes they brought on Jack and Marcus and went two up front and then with, small man Gordon Strachan yep lovely <laughs> stuff and then when they got the goal went to one ahead they took off Kyogo and mm. brought on Aaron Moy and went back to the 4 three, three. so look having these options and all that's good and the team sticking to the game plan but the manager did things to change things as well he, he was very good on that he was on the forefront like he always is trying to win these games Celtic thoroughly deserved to win that game if they had to go out there be, it being one each you'd be like you know what they didn't create a lot of chances but were you nervous County, at one each? I wasn't at all no there was mm. plenty of time in it and Celtic seemed when they came out in the second half they were a bit more impetus about us and I thought it's, it's just looking at the bench now as well like, if it's not going right Jackie Mack is a great player to bring on. Abad is a great player to bring on. If we do get in the lead, then we can shore it up and bring on Aaron Moy. We've got options there. And this is what we've been crying out for. See when uh, Ange went, big man, wee man up front mm. as well. Did you see when he looked up and the clouds parted <laughs> and Gordon Strachan was up there and said, how am I doing, boss? And then Gordon Strachan just made some sort of snarky comment yeah, and then went aye. away again. That was it. <laughs> you've taken my, jo- you've take my job. Speaking <laughs> <laughs> of contributions... There's a. I remember us having a conversation last season about Abada. I'm like, look, his final product doesn't where it needs to be. Is 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 he's contributing, but he's not contributing in the ways you want. But then there eventually became a point where we all just sat down and went, we kind of deny this guy. He's 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 a, he's a talent, and he's weighing in with goals. And I, his crossing might not be the best, but you cannot dispute how many goals he scored. And that was another peach against Ross County. Well, if anything, he's the he's the exact opposite of the old end product argument because mm. that was the thing that always followed guys like Aidan McGeady around and all that where people would, would wrongly in my opinion but that's for another day wrongly basically suggest that Aidan McGeady was just all dribbling and couldn't score or mm. assist or anything like that but Abada's the opposite Abada is that you, you could probably say that he could improve upon things like he's dribbling like he's crossing yeah. like he's, he's hold up play th- things like just just his general all round wing play but his end product is ridiculous. Yeah. It is absolutely ridiculous. What a finish that was. Oh, I, I get what a, a sensational, even the turn as well, mm. the way he just turned, pulled it in his path, bit turned, without even basically looking, just bent it into the far post. An absolutely sensational finish. And the guy, the guy just does it basically every yeah. time he plays. And it's, again, what I said earlier about how it's, it's going to be really tough to, to leave any of these guys out. No, I just, I don't envy having to pick a Celtic, you know, starting 11. I, I don't, with, along with the conversations we've had about Anne saying that he doesn't have a starting eleven, he still needs to pick one every week and yeah. that's getting increasingly difficult. I, I mean, Melly, you can look at the three players that we've been talking about really as, as, as Jota, O'Reilly and Abada. Three really good players there. And you said, you know, it might come a point where we're struggling to keep them. Teams will be definitely looking at these guys and they'll be definitely looking at Abada. 19 years old, he had a really good record in Israel that brought him over here. He's continued that, no missed a beat at Celtic. If he does it in the Champions League this year, Next summer will be what, 2021? 20, Champions League football, all these goals in Scotland, all these goals in Israel, people are going to be looking at him. Yeah, and he's the type of, I always talk about like certain wingers, like James Forrest, you look at him and go in his younger days, like, okay, he, he can take on players, but where's his goals and assists? Where mm. is that? You said that about McGeady, it's always that thing that's levelled at these players. Abada's got this striker's instinct Aye. despite being a winger and look we can go on about look, his wing play might might need a bit more but one thing about safety is they do tend to go down the left a lot and a lot of their best play goes down the left but if you've got Jot out there 
providing goals and the other guy on the other side getting goals I'm all for it <laughs> yeah. well he's good at that as well he's, he's very very good at that last season what we found was him just ghosting in at that back post to just finish off chances I, I, I like mean, some left backs didn't even know he was there <laughs> sat down <laughs> that's, that's right um, but yeah the, the kind of a la Raheem Sterling his instructions at Man City yep. were to just hang about that back post mm. and just clip away chances Abada's very very good at that as well so if you do have Jota swinging them in from that other side and Abada gobbling up those chances the other side we've got lots of good players it's been, it's been, that's the current theme of this podcast we should go back to the we should go back to the pun titles you know how we stopped <laughs> yeah. doing that then everyone else stopped doing it and then we should just go back just yeah. keep them chasing uh, speaking of the Champions League is it four weeks today? The, uh, first, the first game? four weeks tomorrow Tuesday four weeks tomorrow is it, or today if you're listening on Tuesday Melly. Um, <laughs> he's excited I'm starting to get excited about it I started a, I started a new channel on the Discord about, about oh, Champions yeah. League not about fixtures nothing to talk about but I'm just like starting to look at the teams people are starting to filter through some people are making a meal of qualifying um, <laughs> hopefully might not qualify at all and you're like there's just something in the water this season I think we're going to get Madrid yeah, uh, yeah that's, that's always the big one isn't it mm-hmm. because we haven't played them since before any of us were born, yeah. staggering was in 1980, I think it was the last time we Despite played. Despite what some bullies on the internet <laughs> might say about our ages. <laughs> yeah, so none of us were born in 1980 anyway. So the last time we played Real Madrid, it's the one thing that always comes up. Celtic have never played them mm. in a competitive fixture in more than 40 years now. It's the one thing that's just it's out there. But part of me thinks, I will all be saying that and it's going to be AC Milan and oh, Benfica oh and my Shakhtar. God, and, <laughs> I mean, obviously we'll discuss the draw and we'll have reactions to the draw when the draw comes around, but I just felt like it's starting to build now, Melly. It is, and like, I'm just taking it as this season, I don't care who we no. get, yeah, really, yeah. because this will be what, the fifth year since Celtic have been in it, so we that can... music. We can go on about not wanting to draw certain teams, but at the end of the day, Callum McGregor is the only guy in there that's going to have... Aye. Play, mm-hmm. if James Forrest ever makes the appearance the only two guys that have played in the Champions League for Celtic so this will be new to near enough every day so bring it on whoever it's going to be I'd love it to be Madrid or something different Eintracht Frankfurt just to mm-hmm. yeah. cheers the, lads yeah, they get the gub, gubbed at the weekend by the way Eintracht Frankfurt oh, absolutely yeah, lost at the weekend so yeah, they're apparently not that good that's your pot one pick <laughs> if, yeah. you, if you're giving me the choice there but yeah I'm, I'm just I don't want to. I don't want to fall into the trap of sitting here saying, oh, "I'm just happy to be there." Obviously, we want Celtic to maybe, well, hopefully, do something. Maybe get a few points. It's going to be very, very difficult, and it's it's like one of those. Like, we've been away so long. I don't know what to expect. It's no. like, the gap has more than likely gotten even more enormous since the last time mm-hmm. we were coming up against these teams, and it didn't go well then either. So I'm I'm not really holding out an awful lot of hope. Celtic will be going into this Champions League group as a basically an entirely new. Very, very inexperienced green team that we're going in to against potential giants. So it'll be nice to oh, be there and the, hopefully and get some points. I think it's three weeks on Thursday. Right. The 25th is the draw. But some of these pot two teams, I just had a wee look there. Liverpool, Chelsea, Barcelona, <laughs> Juventus, Atletico Madrid, Seville, Leipzig and Spurs <laughs> are all in pot two. I mean, what in the world is going on? Pot one, there's almost no... Pot one is almost weaker when you factor in Eintracht Frankfurt into the mix yeah. get Real Madrid Man City AC Milan Bayern Munich Paris Saint-Germain Porto and Ajax I mean there is an argument to say that maybe overall that the Pot 1 teams are less tricky than the Pot 2 but really makes no difference The yeah, Pot 1's all the champions isn't it and the mm. winner of the Europa League so it's going to be difficult but uh, it will be interesting to see how we do and then if any of the 
managers from Scotland come on to us and go, see, you went out and get absolutely pumped trying to go at these teams. How do you like uh, it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I just I don't think I just got that in them. But see, before all this starts off, we've got who's next? Kelly. Kelly away on Sunday. Then Hearts and Dundee United in that order. Yep. Yes. Tough, tough run. And then Ross County again and Rangers again. Yep. And Ross then, County again and Rangers. Then that, that midweek after Rangers will be the first Champions League game. So we don't stop. We keep going. These games are tough. Big, big time, Stephen. Well, I said that about Aberdeen uh, last week about how you're always quite happy that that was the start of the season. It's a challenge, isn't it? Mm. I think it, it can only be really a good thing that we've got. We're, we're not been able, not been really allowed to settle into the season. We've had the the easier route into the season than we normally do because of the lack of Champions League qualifiers. There's no easy games to start off the league season, no. so it's the, so we're not being handed any favours there. And it you know it'd be a good thing long term to basically blow the cobwebs off and be basically facing difficult opposition every week for the first six or seven weeks. Mm. How good would it be if Celtic were preparing for the Champions League coming off the back of playing? Rangers who will be in Europe, potentially Hearts and Dundee United who yeah. could be in Europe yeah. at that point as well. And you're looking at, we've had a big moan about Scottish football, but if these teams could get in and generate more money, the ones down the bottom, like Motherwell who scraped into Europe, they're never going to make a challenge in Europe. But yeah. if Hearts and Dundee United, if Aberdeen can get their stuff together, can push on and get into these positions because in all likelihood Celtic and Rangers will win the Cups. So if you can get a decent league position, position and get through in these ties it generates more money for you and then just build on it but as we know these teams do third drop down yeah. and we need teams to start being more stable and on that we shall wrap up this episode of 20 Minute Tims thank you so much for listening if you're watching on YouTube please subscribe about half the people that watch this on YouTube aren't subscribed they're just watching and they support us on Patreon if you like what we're doing and you would like to see some more patreon.com slash 20 Minute Tims thank you 